Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. And I'm Jim Rugg. Jim and I are going to be coming to uh, Heroes Con at the end of this month, so be on the lookout for us and stop by with your Kayfabe shirts if you're rocking them. Today we're going to be talking about uh, Daredevil, issue number 219, Frank Miller written, John Buscema illustrated. But first I want to invite you guys to like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit that bell so that we can notify you when new videos are available. That helps mitigate the kayfabe effect, which is what happens when we put a, put a video out like this in the morning. By early afternoon, midday, those comics are prohibitively expensive on the internet after markets, Amazon, eBay, comic shops, etc. and so forth. So the people who get in uh, the earliest get the first dibs on the comics that we talk about. Also, if you uh, watch these videos to the very end, that helps uh, push out our YouTube videos to uh, comic book loving YouTube people who haven't necessarily seen our channel yet. Uh, we are on the race to 6.3 million subscribers, but we're only two, uh, we're only 63,000 subscribers on the way to that goal. So we still have a ways to go. Jimmy, uh, we've uh, celebrated the Frank Miller back catalog and we've talked some obscure ones. Uh, this issue that he wrote as kind of like a fill-in piece drawn by John Buscema is one that I've had on my list for uh, for, for quite a while and we're finally tackling it. This is a weird comic, Ed. Yes. I, I, I was thinking about framing this somehow and it feels like this is Sin City by Frank Miller and John Buscema. Daredevil doesn't appear in costume yeah. in this issue. And there's a little editorial at the end by uh, Ralph Macchio, the editor, kind of talking about that, you know, trying to give Miller freedom to do the weirdest comic, right? Right, the Asking. weirdest comic. He asked for it. Like, give me, give me the wildest, weirdest comic. And it's, you know, in that crime fiction mold, right? This guy rolls into a town that is just rotten with corruption. Yeah. And uh, kind of gets in the middle of it. It's kind of a Western, mm -hmm. you know, with a little bit of uh, Marlon Brando's The Wild One. My original attraction was just John Buscema doing a Frank Miller script. Yes. You know, so it's kind of cool to see Buscema doing it. And, uh, you know, when I say Sin City, it's a little tongue-in-cheek because the art style is going to look nothing like Sin City. Not at all. But it's John Buscema and Frank Miller, so there's a lot here to uh, have fun with. The John Buscema work, we haven't looked at so much of, of his comics. We looked at A Silver Surfer. We looked at, obviously, How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way. But having the opportunity to sit down, look at some uh, Buscema in a modern context, modern meaning not Conan, mm -hmm. Uh, man, I have such an appreciation for his storytelling and just the general sense of drawing. Like, this is a guy who, if you had to, like, look at the three initial totems of, of comic, comic strip art, because this is an old dude, John Buscema, and those are probably some of his influences. So the total, the, the original tr Trinity, it's like, it's like Hal Foster, it's like Alex Raymond, it's uh, Milt Kniff. I would put him squarely closer in the Kniff school because there's cartooning to it on top of the academic drawing stuff. Like, he knows how to draw the figure. He knows how to twist that figure up. But he's not tracing photos, man, to do this stuff. He gets a good, broad, general sense of uh, the environments. It's still comic book environments. But the way he casts the characters are uh, extremely clear in terms of storytelling stuff. Like this is straight, everybody's out of central casting. Yes, that's the way to say it. Yeah, like so, you know, this Aunt Peg kind of uh, lady man who, you know, probably sneaks a little apple pie slice too much. You know, that's perfect. You got the kooky kid who's uh, uh, kind of a rapscallion of the town. <laughs> 
you got the mysterious wanderer who wanders in. This is the western part. Like, you just replace that with, like, the saloon door that goes back and forth. Uh, damn near Terry and the Pirates uh, yes. level of chiaroscuro, like, bomber jacket, the hat and all that kind of thing. Yeah, it's Steve, Steve Canyon coming in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this guy, he's all bluster, man. All sizzle, no steak. He comes in with guns and is threatening, hey, this time I really do have bullets in here. And they're all just going about their business. It's fun because it still does read like a Frank Miller script with this kind of whimsy in the dialogue, uh, which makes me wonder, you know, I'm imagining full script, uh, no Marvel method for uh, Buscema. But... You know, it's interesting. As I was reading it, I, I kind of came the other way. Interesting. Just because I assume Buscema, that's how you're working with him, I assume. Yeah, maybe. But I could be sure. wrong. Why not? I could be wrong also. Because you get pages like this that are almost wordless of just him nailing action, right? You yeah. Know, like like the classic storytelling, the how to draw comics, the Marvel way storytelling. Sure. Crystal clear, dynamic. It just feels like that's that's him putting that page together. Yeah. And I feel like in full scripts, you could have that. Like you could have, okay, page three, he kicks his ass. Have fun with that. This one's one for you, one for me. Yeah, it's not the tightest thing that requires a bunch of... Uh, set up and pay off or anything like that everything that uh busama draws feels right he has some understanding of the underlying he's shapes so good and forms with figures. it's phenomenal what he does with figures and he's doing pencils somebody else is inking this i forget the ink jerry tailcott or something like that uh is it's a name i've seen but it's not somebody i could pick out of a crowd but uh, if you've ever seen Busima's pencils, like they're built for inking. Yes. You know, so you get some of that inking flavor, and it reminds me a little bit of Silvestri Dan Green stuff. And I think Busima is a big influence on early Silvestri. Um, so I see a little bit of that in kind of the execution of this stuff. But as you say, like he's phenomenal. I, I he's as good of a figure drawer as I think anybody that came through Marvel. I think maybe, maybe Mazzucchelli. You know. There's there's the old, uh, I think it's Alex Toth saying where you spend all your time all your t time sort of in the preparatory stages and then you ink the hell out of it. And I feel like that that's the tandem that we have here because the, the, the inking, you know, it's not, there's not a million holding lines. It looks like it's done fast. Right. Is what I'm saying. But that's, I like that approach. I absolutely, absolutely. There's such an energy to it. There's Al Williamson bit like mm -hmm. to, to, to the, to the kineticism. This may have been done quickly. This is a fill-in issue. Denny O'Neill and, and Mazzucchelli are your regular creative team, and they're not here. So this is a fill-in issue of sorts. I don't know how much time, you know, how, how much it was planned, but it's possible that they turned this around pretty quick. Yeah, and Busema's one of those fast guys, yes. man. Like, like he's drawn whole illustrations on the back of the paper just as a warm-up, one of those uh, one streetlight towns. So you got to get that, that image in there. Yeah, One that's time. good. That's that's part of that iconography. Some of the inking, like on her face, I think that's really sharp. Mm -hmm. Kind of simple, but does the job well. You know, the reflection in the glasses. There's a lot of those little details that just make this attractive. Busema allows uh, a lot of open air on a there little bit on every page, yeah. which might also speak to the speed part of it. You know, he is that guy, dude. He can he can get your job in on time. Miller's prose are very purple, and uh, I, I think that speaks to that whole crime fiction, like. You know, this is this is where Miller's going to go. Yeah. And I think this is where he wanted to be. But finding a way to make this fit in a Marvel universe was a challenge. And I think this is a chance for him. But also, like, there's kinks to be worked out. Totally, man. You got your Ma Barker 
kind of character with her whole against sons. That one really looks like Mick Jagger <laughs> right there. Uh, but this this here this speaks to that Kniff uh, idea as well. Just like having cartooning with very, very solid figure work. He draws amazing. Like, as a silent comic with no words, it all reads well. Here's our central casting prostitute kind of chick who's a little, you know, washed up, a little, little long in the tooth. I got a couple miles of... I wonder, like, like um, how much they, they went to Busima to do this, where it was like, listen, there's no spandex. Like, this is good. Because it looks like he's really drawing some cool shit. Like, you know, I look at this spread, and I think it's so good looking. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, and you know, famously, he, that's not his thing. He doesn't want to be drawing right. superheroes and stuff. And that might have been, you know, the tandem with Frank Miller. Like, Frank, knowing that, let me cater something to you. Uh, that is a piece of pop art right here, huh? <laughs> it, it totally is. <laughs> it's it's funny, these things, too, these archetypes, right? Because this is a woman who, she's an alcoholic. Uh, the love of her life was, like, murdered a year ago, and she's still kind of in this depressed state. But she's getting she's getting up and putting on her stockings and sitting in her motel couch. <laughs> Some of it doesn't totally quite... It, it feels like a melodrama. It's almost like Pulp Fiction before Pulp Fiction kind of. with all those kind of archetypes uh, coming in. You know, maybe uh, Frank got a hold of some Elmore Leonard and wanted to try, try his bit. Yeah. Yeah, and you get bits and pieces of these backstories, right? You know, what's she dreaming about in her past outstage? And it's this guy, the, the last good guy that came through town who ended up murdered. <laughs> murdered by bikers and by your evil uh, Ma Baker's clan the way he decides to uh, adorn the the scenery he chooses all of the right uh set pieces you know like that's the right word that's a hell of a panel that feels like the right lamp that should be there it does and i love the staircase in the background it's just these little things don't have to rule off any perspective for that panel but it's a room yeah yeah set up and pay off like there's establish then use the staircase there's a lot of lessons to learn uh, in terms of visual storytelling when you look at some Buscema or pretty much almost any of those old old dudes. And here you go with your Western Ed. We're in the saloon now. Yes. The uh, the local dive bar. Our stranger shows up to uh, eh, get, get, get a lay of the land here. And he already got one over on our guy, man. So the boy needs to give him a receipt. And he's choosing to do that with a busted bottle. I feel like there's even bigger gutters than usual, man. They really need to get this comic done. <laughs> It's neat how it's not on a grid. You know, like you'll see these panels that just aren't adhering to like a, a baseline. I like that. It's, yeah. That's a cool choice. Yeah. I might never do that, and I feel like I should. Uh-huh. I, I like how it looks. Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the comics that Ed Piscor and I make. Out now in comic shops everywhere. Red Room Trigger Warnings, the second season of Red Room. But fear not if you missed that first book. One, it's available in trade paperback wherever books are sold. But all Red Room comics and books are self-contained stories. So pick up whichever issue you happen to come across. Four issues of Trigger Warnings will be out and to make up this second season. Uh, it is banned in 28 countries and uh, 10 comic book stores. So you may have to ask for it by title. Those comic stores can order it if they don't have it on their shelves. My latest, Hulk Grand Design, Monster and Madness. This is a retelling of the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk in two double-sized issues that I am writing, drawing, coloring, lettering, all that good stuff. Perfect for the first-time Hulk or comics reader. Perfect for the long-time Hulk fan in your life. So pick that up now wherever comics are sold. And now back to our regular scheduled programming. Looking for a new way to enjoy your favorite comics and manga? 
Comixology Unlimited has you covered. With Comixology Unlimited, you get an unlimited access to an unrivaled library of over 40,000 digital comics, manga, and graphic novels featuring content from over 125 publishers and thousands of independent creators from around the world. And if that's not enough, you can also save up to 15% when buying select new and current comics. Try Comixology Unlimited today with a free 30-day trial and then just $5.99 a month afterwards. For details, visit Amazon.com slash Comixology Unlimited. So, of course, our stranger is not that easily taken and comes up with an ally out of this barroom fight in, uh, in the guy named Biker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I thought they were talking about his occupation. <laughs> I was waiting for him to be on like a 10-speed. He's a real Marty McFly. See, the ginger's got to stick together. <laughs> That's right. Cop is going to Ma Barker's crib and is like, you know, this stranger, he's coming around. He's sniffing around. Uh, I think he's going to find some stuff that we don't want him to find. And Ma Barker, she ain't giving him no puss, dude. No, man. Look at this. <laughs> that is a great left she's throwing at, uh, at her kid. That drapery, dude, with the ass. Like, a lot of weight there. A lot of weight behind that punch. Yeah. And just the folds. It, it all works, man. She even has, like, some lats. <laughs> you know, this is Tony Soprano with a wig right here. Yeah, you'd think her kids would toe the line around her. Hurt people hurt people, Jim. <laughs> like I said. So this cop is like, oh, man, she's in one of her moods, and she definitely ain't going to hook me up later tonight, so I better go do something. Cool drawings of, like, the jail cells. This guy's laying in jail and stuff. Yeah. Our stranger, man, he's not even taking off his mirror sunglasses in prison. <laughs> he's like that cop at the beginning of uh, Psycho. Yeah. He's following Janet Lee around. And our Never Do Well shows up now at the uh, at the lady's house. Isn't that just such a cool drawing? It's great. Like, like unmistakable Buscema faces where he allows this kind of cartooning to be in there. It's such a great moment, too, as he's flicking open that blade. Yeah. It's, it's a still moment, but something's happening. You could really, stuff. you could really see the the Silvestri Dan Green, yes, in there. Like, like you've seen those kind of gangs and shit in those Genosha issues. Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of it, even in the uh, in the women. You know, like mm -hmm. Silvestri draws beautiful women, and I feel like Busima does the same. Yeah. So our our main cop goes to prison, to jail. Gets one guy, let let the deputy go home for the night. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. he's going to have some yeah, justice that'll, here. That's going to happen right here, man, after a uh, biker is, like, spilling his jibs too much. Yeah, he's telling the backstory how his biker gang was uh, framed for murder. So here's how the, the, the cop comes in, relieves that guy of duties, and just pulls out the pistol grip and lays, blood. lays one into our mullet-headed ginger. This is a cool panel for an open panel. You just get out of your jail cell. It's yeah. a good use for an open panel. And this is that classic thing. This is like uh, in the Mac when uh, when they tell Richard Sim uh, Richard Sim Richard, Richard Pryor, start walking, start running. He's like, I'm not a track star. You're gonna shoot me in the back, man. This guy didn't get the memo. He didn't. He didn't watch. He didn't watch black exploitation flicks. He doesn't know the score. The cop thinks he's gonna have a uh, simple time with with uh, the stranger. More of that kind of kniff mark making, man. I can't get enough of this. He's a beautiful drawer. You know, the first, uh, I think, the first batch of Wolverine of that ongoing series is Buscema. Some of it's Al Williamson, some of Buscema Inks himself. Those are some good looking stuff because it's the same thing. Like Wolverine's out of costume the whole time. Got some on deck, man. So it's, it's, it's a bunch of, uh, 
you know, this kind of look. Got some on deck. There's biker. Now, this part here, was it like the bike was conveniently left there for yeah, this to happen? Yeah, makes, makes no sense. And the captions even explain it. Like, he had sold his bike to that deputy, and this is like the first time in six months the deputy left it there for inexplicable reasons. It's, mm. it's a weird, it's a little awkward. Like, maybe don't even have him sell the bike to the deputy, and then it's just the bike's there because the guy got arrested, and that's the equivalent of an impound. Right. Got got to uh, the hooker ladies. Too late. Apartment an hour too late, but not before Ma Barker's voice burned. And it's all wood slats. Oh, that's an old house. That thing's going up like uh, like a comic book collector's crib. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just knock on some wood real quick. <laughs> and again, you get these cool images. I love how Busima, there's so many of these panels that like you say pop art you could just pull that thing out yeah guy silhouetted with the flames behind him standing in the doorway that's badass tothian elements yes here. yeah it's part of the reason i point at toth and think like this is the way to do it because you see so many good artists that arrive at similar points in a lot of these panels and the biker wasn't dead dying but not dead man he's gonna get his little bit of revenge too yeah, this man. is walking tall right is that it it's any of those like the uh you know the strangers cleaning up this town mm -hmm. and off he walks back back to his new york brownstone <laughs> and there's our ralph, ralph macchio editorial describing the genesis of this it's a cool piece i'm glad that he has that editorial in here i feel like it's uh i don't know it gives a little context for this story that is pretty different yes uh for for those playing at home man uh daredevil at this point was distributing through newsstand and other channels about two hundred fifty thousand copies but hundred seventy five thousand of them pretty much uh stayed in people's hands didn't have to get pulped off the newsstand it's amazing this record you know it's like i guess the post office required them to publish this I, uh, I compiled 30 years of it for yeah. the Hulk Grand Design book. It's incredible to watch numbers go go mostly down, but also they go up. You mm. know, like when the Hulk TV series is on, stuff goes up, um, shifts to the direct market. What you see are percentages because they have how many books are printed. Yeah. Then they have how many books are sold. And it's a small number when it's all newsstand. Yeah. When it's all newsstand, like you might be losing 100, 150, almost half your print run might not be selling. You Isn't know? that crazy? It's, it's, it's unbelievable. As you get into the direct market, which is around this time that the direct market takes over, then the, that, that margin shrinks. So now you're selling a lot more of your print run. The print run might be lower, but your sales might be the same and you're losing less. Yeah. It's really interesting to, to, to kind of see decades of that info. <laughs> I, I, it shocks me that it's public, but I, I, it's cool. I, I think it's there for, mostly for uh, for advertising reasons so that like these damn companies can't kayfabe and uh, char charge a higher... That's fair. You know, there need to be some metric... That's that, that could be I, trusted known, from Madison Ave. like uh, fly-by-night publishers that that's their whole business is just like kind of like fake magazine publications selling ads. Yeah. Cool artifact to uh, pick off the shelves, man, and very happy to do so. Frank Miller cover. Yeah, it's a great cover. If you look closely, there's a lot of cool stuff. Kind of atypical with all the hatching that you see going on there. But once you get inside, it's it's very Miller-esque, some of that drawing. Yeah, clearly there. is. And ramping up, I mean, like at this point, Miller's still around the Daredevil character looking at that uh, hot young artist who's drawing Daredevil and uh, maybe chomping at the bit to let, let me work with that guy. He looks pretty good. Yeah, man. 
he does tease that he's going to be uh machio teases that he's uh miller's going to become the regular writer is the way he described it what a dream team they're gonna form <laughs> check that video born again daredevil we did a couple versions good to go yep okay favors like follow subscribe to the youtube channel hit the bell we'll notify you when new vids are available what's out there jimmy hulk grand design monster and hulk grand design madness are in comic shops everywhere right now at least while supplies last Pick that up for the first-time Hulk reader or the long-time reader. It's a retelling of the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk with me writing, drawing, coloring, lettering, the whole shebang. Uh, join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can see more of my comics art. You can also download some out-of-print zines and mini-comics. And stop by at Heroes Con. We'll be excited to talk comics with you there and check out our panels at Heroes Con. Red Room Trigger Warnings, issue one, two, three, potentially issue number four, are on the stands as we speak. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game in Red Room Comics. Every issue is completely self-contained. Uh, so if you see an issue, scoop it up, check it out. If you dig it, grab another. Uh, the comic is banned in more than 28 countries. The comic is banned in more than 10 comic shops. Uh, so if you are uh, in a uh, Red Room desert, go to my link tree in the description below. You can order and pre-order current and future Red Room comics uh, through Fantagraphics, or you could hit up my Patreon, patreon.com slash edpiscor for three bucks. You could get the archive of more than 200 pages worth of uh, Red Room comics, uh, and I put up new strips every uh, Tuesday. Jimmy, what else do we have out there? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below the video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video so you can look good at your upcoming Comic-Con. Another great way to support that Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Given those marching orders, we'll be on our way. Read more comics.